I thank you, God, for my mother. I, tr- that, I thank you that she gave me a life and nurtured me. All those years she gave me my faith and helped me know you. And no. Bless her with the graces she needs and which you want to to give her today. Help her to feel precious in your eyes today and to know that I love her. Give her the strength and courage and compassion and peace. Bless her this day with your love. A poem of a wonderful mother. God made a wonderful mother, a mother who never grows old. He made her smile of the sunshine, and he molded of her heart of pure gold. In her eyes he placed bright, shining stars. In her cheeks, fair roses you see. God made a wonderful mother, and he gave that dear mother to me. While we honor all our mothers with words of love and praise, while we tell about their goodness and their kind and loving ways, we should also think of Grandma. She's the mother too, you see. For she mothered my dear mother as she mothers, mothers me. A mother always understands the things you say and do. She overlooks in each of your faults. She finds the best in you. A mother love is special love. It inspires you each day. She spreads her joy and happiness in her warm arm. Warm her warm arm and caring way. A mother's all these things and more. There's no greater treasure known. The most precious mother in the world is the one I call my own. A Mother's Day Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gifts of mothers. May these bearers of life also be bearers of your word. May they teach and train up their children in the way they should go. So when they are old, will, they will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. Even when the children are already grown, help mothers to sow the seeds that will bear the fruit of your spirit, just as a mother's work is never done, and her prayers for her children will never end. A piece of her heart is always with them. Lord, we've learned that this huge responsibility is one that has no job description. There's no special college degree, no on-the-job training program, Help each mother to realize that you offer something even better than those things, your spirit and your word. May the Holy Spirit guide each mother as she seeks for wisdom. Illuminate the scriptures for her. Help her encourage, help her, encourage her children to honor you. Give her a church family that will come alongside her and show the love of Christ to her and her family. Place godly mentors in her life and also in the lives of her children. May they seek you and find you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right.
Um, I just personally like to w- uh, wish each and every mother, grandmother, whether you're a fur baby mama or a mama with children, um, we hope that your day is blessed beyond measure today. I don't know if you're quite aware, but God just allowed you to see what kind of love we're supposed to have for our mothers. Amen. Uh, him breaking down. That's love. That is love. I look over there and I see little Joey. And though he can't express or tell us how much he loves his mother, but I guarantee you, Sister Tina knows that child loves her. And she loves that child. That's the love of a mother. I was sitting in my recliner drinking coffee this morning. I always have prayer and I go over my text and whatnot. And I put my Bible down and got to thinking, you know, I am so blessed to still have my mother in my life. Uh, she's been a wonderful influence. But not just her. You know, God placed other women in my life. My grandmothers, both my grandmothers, uh, they influenced me to have faith in God. And uh, when I was lost and unlovable, they loved me. And it's a picture of how much God loves each and every one of us. Even when we're unlovable, we're at our worst. He loves us with an everlasting love. And if it wasn't for those ladies and their influence for us, where would we be? Ask yourself that question. Where would you be? Uh, I shudder to think where I might be. But they prayed for me, and they guided me, and they directed me. And believe me, there was a lot of times I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I know more than them. Oh, boy, no. No. You kids understand. Mom and dad's going to get older. Grandma and grandpa's may already be older. But because of those lives that they have lived, they have garnered wisdom and they know. And when we tell you, don't do that, don't go down that path, it's not because we think we're smarter than you, we're better than you, it's because we want to protect you. A mother wants to protect her child. So I was thinking this week, well, it's Mother's Day, and I've, you know, I've taught about Lois and Eunice, and I've preached on Deuteronomy, God's requirement for parents and parenting and, and whatnot, and you can always find something in the Word of God to preach on, on any subject. That's what's so great about God's holy living Word. But uh, I got to thinking, you know, Jesus had a mother. 
I mean, had he not had a mother, uh, we'd be in trouble. And you know what? Jesus loved his mother. What a great example. So turn over to John chapter 19. And I'll try not to keep you too long because I know maybe some of you have plans to take your mom and your grandmom to lunch today. But can I tell you, if that's your plans, good, but be willing to wait in line for a while. So I figure if I, if I keep you three or four hours, y'all will thank me later because you'll be able to go right into the restaurant and sit at the table and get something to eat, right? But anyways, John chapter 19, and look at verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, Cleophas, I'm sorry, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love you and I praise you. I thank you for this day we come together to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth. And we come together to recognize our mothers and grandmothers and those women that have made an influence in our lives. Lord, we come with grateful hearts. We're so thankful for them. And Lord, we just ask that you bless them today. And may, as the word says in Proverbs about the virtuous woman, may her children call her blessed. And may the husband know how precious she is. So now, Lord, as we break the bread of life, I ask that you give me the words to say that I might present Christ, speak the hearts of your people. May they be encouraged in your word this morning. And Father, if there's one here today that knows not Christ and the free pardon of sin, may your Holy Spirit convict and draw them to you before it's too late. Be the prayer requests that have been spoken. And Lord, again, first and foremost, may we... Be submitted to you and follow you, Lord, as we are in this world, but not of the world. I love you and I praise you and I thank you for this privilege and honor. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Please be seated. Understand. Jesus is on the cross. This is God in the flesh hanging on the cross. And the Bible tells us that Jesus said seven things while he was on the cross. This is the third saying. First one was about forgiveness. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The second one 
was about redemption. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And then this third one was, Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. Now while Jesus is on the cross, dying for the sins of the world, for you, for me, dying to redeem us, to atone, literally shedding his blood to satisfy the righteous and holy demands of God the Father. While he's on that cross, he looks out, he sees his mother, and he has compassion for her. You see, he loved his mother. And listen, Mary was a blessed woman. In fact, the Bible tells us she was probably one of the greatest to ever be born. You see, God blessed her because he chose her to bring the Messiah into the world. And she was truly blessed. But understand, when Jesus made the statement, woman, behold thy son, he wasn't just saying, look over here at that disciple. He was saying, behold thy son. Why? Because Jesus hung on the cross to redeem mankind. And Mary, even though God chose her, even though God picked her to be the vessel in which the Messiah would come into the world, Mary had to look upon the cross just like me and you and everybody else that needs salvation. There will be some I'll tell you, oh no, Mary didn't need no salvation. She's the mother of God. She was used as a vessel of God. Okay, you want to call her mother? That's fine. But she was just like me and you, a sinner in need of salvation. And he said, woman, behold thy son. And if you're under the sound of my voice this morning and you haven't looked to the cross and beheld Jesus and the nails and the blood that was shed, then you need to come and be saved before it's too late. You see, Jesus died for us. He is the Lord of compassion. Aren't you glad Jesus loves you? You realize had he not loved us, he wouldn't have died for us. But because he loves us, he willingly laid down his life for us. The greatest thing that would ever happen in this world was the day that Jesus died on the cross to atone for our sin. He was buried And on the third day, praise God, he came forth out of that tomb alive. Amen. So he looks at his mother. And I assure you, Mary looked upon her son on the cross. And don't you imagine her heart was broken? Let me put it to you another way. If that was your child, how would you feel? 
Some of you here have lost children. Some of you had children that have been sick and you just watched them as that sickness kept attacking the body, attacking the body. And you saw with your eyes your child leaving this walk alive. How did it feel? Only a person that has truly went through that understands that. But Mary understood also as she saw her son on the cross dying for the sins of the world. And while he's there, she loved him, but he also loved her because he was going to make sure she was taken care of before he left the earth. Now, I don't have to tell you adults that we have a responsibility to take care of our parents and our grandparents. Amen? And that's not Pastor John's idea. That's God the Father's idea. Read his word. You kids, where's mine? Y'all got to take care of me. Amen? Uh, I want steak for dinner. Uh, I want you to chauffeur me around whenever I get a whim. I want you to dress me in the finest of clothes. I want you to wash my truck every now and then. Y'all got to take care of me. Take care of me. No, you're right, sister. You know, I, in jest, I make fun. But we do have a responsibility to, to our parents. And yes, we should take care of them. How do I know? Look at the example of Jesus looking down from the cross at his mother. Yes, his aunt was gathered there. And there was a couple more there. And then the Bible says that there was a disciple there. And it didn't name the disciple, but we know who it was because it's a disciple whom Jesus loved. It was John that was there. And I've often thought, well, we know the others fled like a mouse on a sinking ship. They jumped ship and ran. But you know what, preacher? If I'm not mistaken, Mary had other children, didn't she? Jesus had four half-brothers. And he also had sisters. And guess what? Not a one of them was there when Jesus was dying for the sins of the world. Think about that for a second. Where were they? They weren't there. So here is this disciple whom Jesus loved there with them. We know it's John. Now, understand, John wasn't perfect. I mean, when Jesus was arrested in the garden, he was one of the first ones that took off. 
But I believe with all my heart he came back. He came back. I believe he went to the high priest's house. He saw that sham of a trial. I believe he was there when Pilate had him scourged and beaten and nailed to the cross. He's there at the cross. He's there. And Jesus looks to him and says, Behold your mother. Now, understand. He was a fisherman. He wasn't wealthy like most Baptist preachers. Amen. He probably had a hard time just taking care of himself. And his own. But Jesus said, Behold your mother. And I thought to myself, Well, she had children that were nowhere around. But here is this follower of Jesus named John. And he chose John to take care of his mother whom he loved dearly. Why? Because Jesus knew he could depend on John. How? Because he displayed he had faith in him by being there at Calvary. Now, you and me, had that been us, we would have probably said, uh, Lord, I'm sure there's somebody better than us that can handle this. I mean, Lord, that's a burden. I've got to take care of your mama. Lord, I don't think I can handle it. But that's us, isn't it? We always want to argue when God tells us to do something, <clears throat> instead of submitting and doing it, we always want to argue with him. Can I tell you something? God is not going to tell us to do anything without equipping us to get done what it is that he wills us to do. Amen? He always equips us. But I'll say this too. If you and I are not willing, Brother Cyril, to submit ourselves when God speaks to our hearts to do something for him. If we're not willing to do that, don't expect him to use you. He's going to use somebody else that's willing to submit to him. So here, here's John. Behold your mother. That's an undertaking. That's a responsibility. And remember, back then, it ain't like today where there's a grocery store on every corner, drug store on every corner, nothing like that at all. It was an undertaking. But he willingly submitted himself and he took Mary in as his own mother. And I'm talking, he loved her like she was his mother. He cared for her like she was his mother. 
Now, the Bible doesn't mention anything else about Mary after this. So that lets me know that John cared for her for the rest of her life. He made sure she was taken care of. As I said a moment ago, children, you're responsible for your parents. Just like your parents have been responsible for you. You are to love them, honor them, and here's one that you don't see a whole lot of in this society anymore. Obey them. Amen. When I was growing up, if I back talked my mother the way I have seen kids back talk their mothers today, I wouldn't have a tooth in my head. I may not even be alive. My dad did not tolerate that stuff. He, uh, no. I was taught manners. I said, yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you. Please. I would open the doors for ladies going into church or going into a grocery store. Open a car door. That's the way we were raised. Today, and you know what? I can't put it all the blame on the children because you have to also point the finger at the parents of the day. Because parents are teaching their children how to respect others. And that's a shame. I think we are to go back to the old ways according to Jeremiah. Because the old ways are the best ways according to the word of God. But no, oh no, you can't do that. You can't discipline a child. You'll just break their spirit. My spirit was broken probably when I came out of the womb. Because my dad would whip my tail. If I looked at him wrong, you got a problem, thump. But you know what? Even though most of rural Arkansas where I was raised were scared to death of my dad, my friends and neighbors I used to hang out with were scared to death of him. Oh, man, Rich, they called me Rich. Rich, we feel sorry for you. Your dad, he's mean. No, he just expected me to behave. And I'll never forget from the time I was probably five or six, he just kept harping and harping. Your last name is Richardson. You will do nothing to put any slight upon your last name. As long as I'm here, you had better not do anything. Well, (laughs) I did a lot of things that would slight my last name. Some of them he knew about and I paid for. Some of them he didn't know about. But I still paid for it. So kids, be proud of who you are. Thank God for the family you have. Now it's true, we don't get to choose. But it's God the Father that chooses for us. 
understand. Whatever family he put you in, they're not going to be perfect. But if you've got a godly father and a godly mother, y'all are to praise God for that. (laughs) Boy, I tell you, hear kids today talk about their parents. We watched the show last night, me and Lloyd. I, I can't even remember the name of it, but this back in the 60s. And this gal, she got radicalized back in the 60s. Remember, segregation, uh, late 60s. All right? Got that? All right. I'll get somebody brought some flowers in. Uh, segregation and Watergate. And, oh, she's anti-government. And she had two good parents. And she just went off. She hated him, cussed him, carried on, bombed a post office. I don't know if it was a true story or not. I can't remember. the. What was the name of that show? But she literally, it was so sad. They gave her everything. She come from a white middle class family. And they took care of her. But she disrespected the country and her parents. And when they... Well, when she blew up and she went into hiding the underground, uh, and he searched, that father searched. He loved his daughter, and he finally got to see her. And when he saw her, she go, she, uh, she was a mess. She'd been raped. She'd been all kinds of things. And he says, well, just come home. Just come home. I can't. And she wouldn't. But it showed him, and I'm trying to make this fast, it showed him every month he would go to where she was and he would stand outside and he'd just wait for her to come out and come home, come home. He did that for years and he finally passed away. All the families gathered at the cemetery. They have the final farewell, dismiss. And as everybody's leaving, her pulls up a taxi and it's the daughter walking down. And that was the end of the movie. I can't, it was a good movie as far as it had a story. And the reason I told you about that movie is a parent will truly love their children no matter what. No matter what. Now, picture a parent loving their child. Now, think about how much Jesus loves you and me. No comparison. None. He loves us unconditionally. And He loves us. And He offers us grace and mercy. We are to be willing to do the same, even when our kids disappoint us. You know what I love about the Lord? Even though I have disappointed Him in all these years, I know I belong to Him, He's still my Father, and that ain't never going to change. Never. Oh, I disappoint Him, but I'm still His Son. And so are you, child of God. 
Now, let's get back real quick. John literally takes Mary in. Jesus is dying for the sins of the world. And I figure, John in his mind, because we would all question, wouldn't we? Why did you do that? Boy, that's a big responsibility. Why would you do that? It's because I believe with all my heart, when John saw his Savior hanging on the cross, he must have said to himself, you know what? He loves me. The least I can do is what he asked me to do. Would you agree with me this morning that the least you and I as blood-bought children of God, the least we can do is follow the commands of the Lord and do what he tells us to do. If you're here and you're not saved, he wants you to be saved. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me and I will in no wise cast away. Think about that. All that the Father gives me. If you're here today and you've never beheld the Son, look to Him. Call upon Him. He won't cast you away. You say, well, I've been pretty wicked. I've done a lot of things. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. Not a single one. All of our righteousness when he sees us is as filthy rags, Isaiah tells us. Filthy rags. But you know what? Him dying on the cross was the remedy for our sin. The blood he shed is what washes and makes us clean and acceptable before the Father. Now, I want to share one other thing, and I'm going to have an invitation. Go to, oh, I think it's Mark, Mark chapter, let's see, Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 3. Look at verse 32. I tell you what, let's jump up to 31 real quick. Mark 3 and 31. There came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him, talking about our Lord, and the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked round about on them which sat about him and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my 
mother. You see, how do you identify with the Lord? Do you belong to him? Are you doing the will of the Father? You see, if we are submitted in doing his will, we are considered his family. Amen? That's what he's saying. But if we're not, what are we doing? You see, you have to examine your heart, don't you? I'm kind of like John the Beloved. Seeing Jesus on that cross, proof to me he loves me. And the least I can do is do his will and surrender myself to him for use. One other scripture over in Matthew 25. Bible says this. You don't have to turn there. But the Bible does say this. If you've done it unto the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. You see, the bottom line, Jesus died for all of us. And he even cared enough on the cross to make sure his mother was taken care of. Can I say this? Jesus cares for us as well. He cares for everything that we go through, we struggle with. He cares because he loves us. That's the Savior that he is. At his dying on the cross, and I think about a cross a lot. I do. I know I put him there. My sins did. And I know no one suffered like he suffered. And as I think about all that he went through just to get to the cross, the mocking, the spitting, the cursing, the scourging, crown of thorns placed upon his head, the slapping his face, the pulling of his beard, all of that, he gets to Calvary, Golgotha in Hebrew, place of the skull, and they nail him to the cross. The pain and agony, Brother Cyril, must have been unbearable. But yet, he bore it for us. But that's not all. Understand that our sins and the sins of the whole world, past sins, present sins, and future sins, were all placed upon him. And then, and then, the Father, because he is pouring out his judgment upon his son, has to turn away. The agony, the suffering. And yet, while all of that is going on, 
he looks down and sees his mother. Think about that. And he provides for her. Aren't you glad, child of God, he provided salvation for you? Sinner friend, if you're here and you don't know the Savior, he's provided the only way to eternal life. The only way. He is the Savior. He will save you if you call upon him. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, you can get that settled. If you're here today and you just want to come forward and just thank God for your family, your mother, your grandmother, your sister... Someone that has influenced your life, do it. But if you're here, child of God, and you feel like you're not giving the Lord your all, you're not fully as submitted as you should be, don't you think it's time that you should submit? After all, the Bible says he submitted to the cross, the death at the cross. He did it for us. Let's do it for him. Would you stand with me, please? Let's bow our heads and let's ask God's blessing on the invitation. Father, we we come. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this example. And yes, we're very thankful for our mothers. Lord, now comes the time when the invitation is given. Father, I do not know the spiritual condition of those I stand before, but you do. If there's one here today that's yet to receive you as their Lord and Savior and come to you by way of the cross, let this be the moment during the invitation that they do that. Let your Holy Spirit convict and draw them to the cross before it's eternally too late. Lord, there may be others here saved, but Lord, they've drifted. What At one point in their life, they were serving you and submitted to you, but they've gotten off path. Lord, convict them of that. May they come and rededicate and resubmit themselves in service to you. Father, again, you know our hearts. May your will be done, for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.